0: This, this is just temporary, when you die,
1: Losers, um, we got we, we got a good one. I will, in my opinion, I will already say we have a good one, hell of a lot better than last week. But I do want to say thanks, thank you to Mike for uh, sitting in and uh, discussing uh, last week's episode. We'll just leave it at that. Um, before we get into uh, today's episode or the subject at hand, I want to remind people. I said it at the end of last week's episode that I have a Twitter poll up. If you go to the Two Bearded Losers Twitter page at two underscore beard underscore losers. I said that you guys can choose what will be, as of this recording, next episode subject. You have until Monday. Um, It might be rough um, if you only watch us on YouTube because I upload this on Monday, but Frenzy usually has this audio up by... um, Saturday? Saturday. Okay. So if you're listening to this, you still have a chance. Um, we have I have four choices. Um, I picked them at random, but I did make sure they were old movies that we had decided early on in the beginning of this show that we were going to get to. Um, the poll stands so far. The Exorcist is in the lead with 46%. The Monster Squad is at 18%. Uh what was it? Society is at 14% and it's gaining, and I don't really want it to. Um, and Streets of Fire is at 21%. Um, and that's a total of 28 votes. So as of right now, it looks like we're doing the exorcist. So if you don't want us talking about that, uh get to voting. Um, and I already mentioned him, but I forgot to introduce us. I'm Eric from Hey Internet, Eric here. And as always, I got the Roger Rabbit to my Eddie Valiant, my buddy friends. And um, one last thing I want to say after mentioning that Twitter poll is uh, I always call Frenzy the mad scientist because he's the guy behind all the technical stuff and the editing that you guys hear but also see on the YouTube page. Um, And I'm kind of the one that just has the ideas of, hey, Frenzy, you want to talk about this? And Frenzy will pretty much talk about anything, so he just says, yeah. So I, Frenzy has no idea what I'm, what I'm going to say, but I've got some ideas brewing. And um, for future discussions, episodes, what have you, um, I've already mentioned to this down the pipeline um, because these were the other two films that I thought of discussing tonight instead of th- when we decided on what we actually are. Uh, later down the road, we're going to talk about two of my favorites, Enemy Mine and Alien Nation. Now, I have mentioned before that we're going to have an Ernest P. Worrell-themed uh, episode. We're going to have a Stephen King-themed episode. Well, I thought it would be really cool. Maybe more towards October, but that's a long ways away. Who knows? I recently discussed Demon Night on the Graveyard Shift with Mike. Um, I thought it would be cool if we just had a Tales from the Crypt-themed uh, episode. Movies. TV show, uh, that stupid-ass Saturday morning cartoon show, the, the EC Comics, anything like that. Um, in March, there is a Friday the 13th, and last Friday the 13th, we discussed my favorite, Jason Goes to Hell, and we've also done our, uh, our franchise discussion where we basically talked Halloween 2018, but... The first week of March, we are going to do another Friday the 13th movie, but it's going to be Frenzy's Choice, whichever one he wants to discuss, other than obviously Jason goes to hell since we've already done that. And uh, I don't need to know what it is. If you want to just throw it on me that night, because I know these movies basically front to back, it's up to you. But first week of March, we are doing Friday the 13th Frenzy's Choice. Now, also in March, and I get the smile off your face. No particular order. One week we're going to do in space. Oh. And then the final week we will do. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> And then finally, my last uh, theme, um, I don't remember what episode it was. It had nothing to do with what we were discussing. We were discussing um, Lance Henriksen and how we thought he couldn't do a bad movie. And I proved to you that he could be at least in a bad movie. I think it would be cool to do Lance Henriksen month. And yeah, yeah. I re- and I remember the four movies that I t- – well, three movies that I, I gave you were that were supposedly bad. And one you said didn't count because it was straight to video. Whatever month we decide, who knows when it'll be. But one month will be Lance Henriksen month. We are going to discuss week by week. Oh. The first one. Oh. But you. But remember, you said you didn't remember him even being in it.
0: Well, I tried to forget the movie. Okay. And everyone uh, in it.
1: <laughs> Do you remember what the last one was?
0: Oh, what is this <laughs> torture, Alex? <year>? Here,
1: <laughs> hey, you like Tales from the Crypt and Friday the Thirteenth?
0: Yeah, man, you're piling it on. Wow, with the uh, with the torture stuff.
1: Okay, no, so that's, that's, that's just sounds, that's... ideas. They're they're not set in stone. When other than the March stuff, um, but yeah. Now that Frenzy's brain has been fried, we're going to at least get to the good. Um, I mentioned how I threw out Alienation and Enemy Mine. I I messaged Frenzy late one night, and I said, I I want to talk about these three movies. Those two, or tonight's movie, which I absolutely love, as well as the other two. Tonight we're going to talk about Chappie. I think it came out in 2015, roughly. Um, That's right. I... I only saw this for the first time within the last, shit, six months. Uh, an associate of mine on, uh, on Facebook, <laughs> he's got an ongoing joke where associates, we're not friends because Facebook friends don't count. Um, he absolutely loved this movie, and he had been on my butt for, I couldn't tell you how long. Like, He'd been telling me to watch it. I finally sat down and watched it on Netflix. I absolutely fell in love with it. I went and bought it on Amazon. I watched it for the second time. That night I me- I messaged you Frenzy. I still absolutely love this movie, um. And you you welcomed it because you thought it would be a good escape from the schlock that we've been doing lately, and I thought it would be good escape from the '80s, even though this is basically the mixture of two famous '80s movies. Yeah. Uh, the basic plot of this is, is is it is it Neil Jordan? I think I have the DVD, the Blu-ray. Blancamp or. Comp, Neil Blomkamp. He's the guy that did a uh, District Nine, which I also think is fantastic. And the basic plot of this is, of course, it's South Africa, and they've implemented a, you know, a robot police force. And the lead character, Dion, um, he's found like a uh, some type of intelligence to be able to put in said robots to make them learn and adapt like humans. And he's going he's going to do so, and he is abducted by two. I guess you would say bank robbers, gangsters, something like that, criminals. And they want to use the robot to help them with one final heist because they owe like $5 million to their boss type of thing. And then basically um, they put the whatever technology into said robot and they have to teach them, teach him how to live life, you know, you know, from birth to now. And, of course, a relationship is involved. You know, there's trust issues. There's family issues. There's, it's a wonderful film with, with, with good family themes. Great action. Great comedy. Um, uh, great acting from people I've never heard of before. From, you know, Sigourney Weaver's in this. Hugh Jackman is great as a villain. It's great to see him... Doing something other than like the greatest showman or Wolverine or whatever, you know, romantic comedy he's doing. Um, yeah. I've only seen this twice. The special effects are fantastic. I absolutely love uh Chappie. Your your initial thoughts, Frenzy?
0: Well, that's a lot to unpack there. Make sure we go over all your points because okay. um I just saw this for the first time yesterday. Oh, really? This is yeah, this is one that I can't, I can't see everything, and sometimes things just fall off the radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, it's because um, a movie comes out when there's so much other shit playing. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, this one just didn't um, appeal to me. But but I am a huge, like obviously I'm fat and I have a beard, huge short circuit Robocop fan, as that, you were saying no. offline. Which that's exactly what this movie is. So mm-hmm. if I would have known that then maybe I would have made it more of a priority to see or whatever. But um, I had no idea. I just thought it was uh, – I I didn't know any of the story elements or anything like that. It was just like – and I really like this movie, but I'm kind of um, conflicted at the same time. It wasn't just a sweeping film, i in love with it. I did like it, but the whole time I'm kind of thinking um, this is all building to something, the movie. The whole movie is a build-up. I mean, you can go back, and I, it has rewatchability because mm-hmm. there's so many great things in it, but I need another one. Like, to me, the, the, <laughs> I need a second. There needs to be... It, the mm-hmm. whole movie a... I, it's one of these movies that the whole thing is a setup. Yep. So you have to make a second one, so I don't... Because once that's out of the way and everything's established, I kind of just want to live in this world and not be worried mm-hmm. about Hugh Jackman with his ultimate... Um, you know, Marvel comic bad guy robot thing that's going to come in the end, and all yeah. these all these um threads. You see what I'm saying? Like they wrapped them up perfectly. So give me another one.
1: Well, the thing is, though, Neil Blankop, he he wanted to make a trilogy, but mm-hmm. because this underperformed big time, he says it's not going to happen. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's why uh, it, it made so little money. I mean, I don't know offhand what it what it made officially but that's what he said he said there's there's no interest now in making a second one because of how poorly this did and that's kind of like district nine i think district nine he thought he was going to make a second one of that too and that didn't do that great at the box office
0: well there i mean obviously district nine is like a i mean it has a f- huge following mm-hmm. like so i guess i mean i'm assuming Chappie has a cult following at least i don't understand I don't how it couldn't
1: I absolutely like I said I absolutely love this one. Um first of all we'll say uh I lo- I thought the special effects were really incredible seeing yep. the way the robots and especially Chappie moved. I'm sure the guy was he was I didn't watch much of the behind the scenes um like how they made it. I just watched like the interview stuff. Yeah. I'm sure he was in the usual motion capture with the ping pong balls type suit, but the way it looks in this film is absolutely flawless. The way he interacts with people um physical objects this and that um
0: that's exactly what i was thinking the entire time and i was hope the whole time i haven't had time to look it up i was hoping you knew more is that really cg Uh, like okay first of all the chappy robot Mm -hmm. is The one of the reasons i guess i didn't see that it's very generic looking and Mm -hmm. that's what that's what that's the secret to why Mm -hmm. the animation looks flawless well, it's the thing not is, some it, big fancy.
1: It is a man in a suit. I just don't know what the suit looks like that he's in.
0: But that that but the actual robot is 100% animated, right? Correct.
1: It yeah. doesn't look it looks real. I know. It looks fantastic. And like you said, you know, the generic look. I love like a lot of people won't be able to see, you know, unless you're watching the YouTube. I love the square face here. I love the little yeah. bun ears he's got. And then he's got like two, you know, bright squares for eyeballs but if you look down he's got a big square for like a nose you know that's part of his chassis and then he's got like a little handle that is like a a a smile yeah it's super generic it makes him cute you know so you 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 fall in love with him with the way he looks and then when he comes to life and he is so childlike at first you know when he's when he's first quote-unquote born you know the program works he's afraid of these people you know, he's a, obviously he's going to be afraid of the gangsters because of the way they look. Yeah. He's, <laughs> we'll get into them. He's afraid of, uh, of Dion, his creator, who is Dev Patel. I've never heard of him before, but he's fantastic in this role. Slumdog. Um, he, oh, is that he's, what I, he
0: is? Slumdog Millionaire.
1: Okay. Uh, and just the way, you know, especially like the way Chappie's ears, you know, his ears move, you know, from frightened to curious, stuff like that. And he is like a child. He Once he gets excited, he gets excited about something. Like, you know, you have your nephew, I have my daughter. You know, once they get excited, you can't get them to shut the fuck up about anything except that one thing. When he learns how to paint, when he learns how to read a book, it's... I mean, maybe we enjoy it more because we have that small kid in our lives. But I just love how cliches it sounds, how human Chappie is in this film.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I like the fact that they chose to. This wouldn't work in uh, like a PG thirteen kind of family friendly, right? Uh, uh, world. It, I thank God uh, the they were smart enough to make this. It's not. <laughs> it's so complicated because I love stuff and I I'm I'm, I'm not I don't have problems. I just uh-huh. wanted. It's like I wanted it to exist more in the RoboCop hard r world mm-hmm. you know like when we get to the end when the big bad hugh jackman finally shows up that's yeah. when we get a little taste of that yeah you know that that realistic gore kind of thing mm-hmm. um but they kind of uh you know stray away from that for for most of it uh, but at the same time that's just a nitpick you know it's like i wish i wish it would have been had more edge but i i still love the fact that these people especially the the gang that like adopt him are terrible Mm. scumbags (laughs) like ninja is you know but they're real characters so you grow to love them and stuff
1: and see that's another thing i thought was i mean the three people that that kidnap chappy and then quote unquote raise chappy you got ninja who's the who's the big asshole leader you got Yolandi, who's the the female. She's the mother character, which I think is sweet because he does call her mommy, and it's very endearing. She 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 loves being called mommy. And then you have the Mexican gangbanger called America, yeah. which you know he is he's a straight Mexican gangbanger, you know, look and everything. Um, and they're not, it, you know, it's a weird comparison because it's a totally different movie, but it's like the Firefly family in The Devil's Rejects. They're vile, disgusting people. They're not good people because they murder um, more Ninja and America more so than Yolandi that we know of. But, you know, they they commit crimes. But there's something about the acting, the charisma, the relationship that makes you, by the end, you know, root for these people. And that comes yeah. out in the performances.
0: Even if there's something I didn't like about the movie or there's a slow part or something, they, I'm, it has all of this... Um, so hard to explain like these sci-fi elements that, that get my mind racing. Like the fact that in um, this world, he figured out how to download your consciousness. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you can pretty much live forever. And like, what are the ramifications of that in society? Like these are just white trash gangsters. Imagine Mm -hmm. if like uh, Sigourney Weaver, who runs this uh, company that develops technology for the military, Uh Imagine if she would get her hands on this. She didn't realize what he was talking about at the beginning. He's like, Uh I've created artificial intelligence, and she just like dismissed it. Uh Imagine if um, you know some military when the military realized that this could make people immortal. Uh Just stuff. There's tons of stuff in this movie like that that I was thinking about Uh the whole time. Just makes it fantastic.
1: And another thing is, I guess the uh, I guess Ninja and Yolande, they're playing. Caricatures of themselves because I guess they're in a band called uh, what well, I don't,
0: yeah, no, I don't, I'm guessing because of the credits,
1: yeah, there, they uh, started thinking I was like, I or Antwood, 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 something like that, but they're they're a, a popular rap group, I think from South Africa. Um, they're huge, uh, new Blanc camp fans. Ninja even has a 19 tattooed on the inside of his lip, I guess, for District Nine or Damn. no, a nine. For District 9, I mean. Um, yeah. They're playing caricatures of themselves. And I love their performances, too. Because Yolandi does a really good job being the mother figure. I love... One of my favorite scenes is her reading a book to him in bed. Chappy, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, she's watching him paint. You know, as uh, as Dion's showing him how to paint. And she really does care about him. I like that. And... Ninja's good because he's severely flawed, you know. He, they're in, they're in with the their boss, like for five million dollars or some shit like that. So the, he's still using Chappie. To,
0: I like how to, you say their boss. Yeah, he's literally like a video game boss, like a crazy. Yeah. He's even like way more white trash. What what was his name? Hippo. Hip nah, hippo. It was but he's like called, the golden guess, gun. He,
1: I, I did read that, though. He's called Hippo because in South Africa the hip, hippos are super dangerous when concerning, you know, uh, fatalities with humans. Yeah, so that's, that's true. But um, you're right, he is kind of a video game boss because he's so fucking over the top.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> but, ridiculous.
1: But what I was saying with Ninja is, you know, Ninja, He I like him because he's flawed, and he's using Chappie to – like, I love – you know, every movie has a montage. They're teaching Chappie how to throw – ninja stars and shoot guns and they're convincing them you know america too they're convincing them that it's just letting people go to sleep you know and you know, they're not being hurt because uh chappy learned what a promise was and you know promise not to hurt people so they're just going to sleep you know he you're lying to them like you would lie to your kids yeah and of course you know they spray paint them they make them wear the gold chain so he looks gangster and stuff but it's great uh montages it's fun i love how you know This is rated R, not just for violence, but for language, because Ninja says motherfucker every five, six minutes. And like a kid, they get their words wrong. I love how Chappie calls them fuck mothers instead of motherfuckers. You know, it's it's charming using that, you know, foul language. But then again, at the end, when um, Chappie finds out his battery's running low and then he's going to die because he knows what death is, um, he finds out that Ninja was using him. But at the end, again, you know, Ninja legit apologizes and feels bad. He has his hero moment when Hugh Jackman, you know, basically he's got Ed 209 from fucking Robocop. Right. And he lets that bastard loose and killing everybody. And uh, Ninja has his hero moment, you know, moment of redemption and. It's a great moment. He he's tr- he attempts to sacrifice himself so everyone else can get away. America has already been killed brutally. Um, yeah. So, I love their characters and America's fun too. He's not in it as much as the other two, but you know he he's good for the comic relief. He's good at he's like Ninja and Yolandi are mother and father, and America's like the the grumpy older brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is like a family, and I loved it. And we'll say, you know, Hugh Jackman, he's he's great in this as a villain, not just because it's something different. Um, I I just like his performance. He's one of those guys. He's like we'll use an X-Men analogy, you know, not just because it's Wolverine, but the best part of a villain is when they believe what they're doing is right, even if it's the wrong thing. Hugh Jackman wants, you know, this new Uh, Product coming out, I guess. We'll just call it Ed 209. I don't remember what what it's called. Um, No, it's called the Moose because it's so fucking big. It's called Moose. And he can control it by putting uh, like a helmet on it. You know. There
0: you go.
1: So Gorney Weaver is against it because, you know, it's not tested yet, but he does what he can to uh, get it going because he believes it's the next step. He believes it's right. And he does some underhanded stuff. And you could tell Hugh Jackman believes what he's doing is the right thing, even though it's not.
0: But um, what I liked about Hugh Jackman in this, other than him being a psycho, was that when he finally gets his chance, his moment uh, of glory, uh-huh. his like true nature just comes out completely. He's just like this fucking, uh-huh. uh, he, he's one of those, um, you know, they, they have these people that join the military, not because they're patriots, because they actually just want to kill people. Mm-hmm. He's like one of those people, and it's he's so sad. Yeah, his moment, having... his his with the gang, I thought it, uh, very sad. I didn't see it that was, coming.
1: It was very sad, you know. You know, we 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 talk spoilers abound, even if this movie's only four years old. But Yolandi has a you know her fate given to her. She gets taken out in a really sad moment, and that is what is great because that's what causes Chappie to snap in this really intense action sequence, like. I love, we'll mention Montage. Before we get to that, you know, the comedy is great. Like the Montage where they're teaching Chappie how to steal a car and yeah. stuff like that. That shows how funny Chappie can be. And, you know, lovable. You know, this first, this movie's like two hours long. So the first hour and 40, he's this lovable character. He's a sweet character. He feels bad when he realizes he's hurt the cop on the bridge, like you talked about. But once Yolandi's taken out, he, he gets in the van with, you know, injured Dion. Um, I think um, Ninja's still back at the factory or whatever. And he is this intense drive to where Hugh Jackman is, you know, at the office. Yeah. And he just goes apeshit and nuts and beats the living piss out of Hugh Jackman. He's throwing him through walls. He's breaking his shoulder. He throws him through the ceiling. I did watch the the alternate scene, the alternate take on the Blu-ray in the final film, he he just throws him to the ceiling. He you know he basically says I'm gonna hurt you like you hurt my mom and blah blah blah. And he just leaves him there. And you see Hugh Jackman move at the end, so he's not dead. Um, the only difference in this it's a little in the deleted scene. It's a little longer, but he breaks both of uh, Jackman's knees, like legs. So you see a uh, uh, overhead shot of Jackman and literally his legs are like like he looks like you know you take Gumby and like break his leg type of thing. Yeah. Which I'm glad they took it out because I think that would have been a little much, you know, for Chappie to do. But again, I loved how they showed his rage because he's been this lovable character. But then now his mom's just been killed right in front of him. So he took out this man. I'm glad he kept his humanity a little bit without, you know, that added leg breaking scene. But he fucked him up good. And it was a great moment. You know what I mean? It was a his hero moment. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it was fantastic. I think he broke, he, he, when he's fighting him, he breaks his arm too.
1: Yeah, he it's... grabs his arm and I don't know if he likes just snaps the arm or if he pops it out of socket or whatever, but you hear a, you know, yeah, it looks a like a really great, great crunching it. That. He's, and he's like Hugh Jackman and the stunt double, they're just flying all over that room while, you know, Sigourney Reaver's running out scared. All the other uh, office members are scared. Um, Yeah, it's a great scene. And one last thing I wanted to say before. If you have anything else to say, this I want to make sure I say Dev Patel as Deon is fantastic in this. I've never seen Slumdog Millionaire. So this mm-hmm. is the only thing I've seen him in. He's really great as this sympathetic character. He wants the best for Chappie. Um, he's the one that wants him to keep his humanity. He tells them, you know, don't let them change you. He's the one that te- shows him how to paint. He's the one that gives him the books. He's the one that... Um, at the end, you know, he gets shot, and then Champy transfers his consciousness. And they have a good relationship up until the very end. And he's not in it as much as, you know, Ninja and Hulandia uh, are, but he's got a fantastic performance as well, and he definitely needs to have praise in this film, too. There's no performance in this. Like, Sigourney Weaver's in it maybe a total of five minutes. It's cool to see her, but she doesn't really do anything.
0: You know, yeah. it's not
1: nothing against she's, her, but...
0: She's fan service. because. Yeah. But, As Neil Blomkamp's favorite movie is Alien.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what they said. That's why there's a scene where um, she finally gives uh Hugh Jackman the okay to to bring out the moose, and she says, "Burn it to ash." Yeah. You think in the first Alien, which does make uh, sense because it's yeah. like metal. Yeah, but uh, but I want to say Dev Dave uh, Dev Patel deserves a lot of praise for his performance too. Very likable, sympathetic guy was in the wrong place at the wrong time and. Well, yeah. I I wish that I could name some off the top of my head, but if you just look
0: him up after slum dog, he got a string of movies. Like I, I, I didn't know when I was watching this, I didn't know anyone was in this. I thought it was one of, it was going to be like district nine and kind of unknown people. And I was like, Hugh Jackman. there was a bunch of people in on this one. Finally, when we get to the point where um, he gets to like run free with a uh, ninja, um, it's just so short lived. Mm-hmm. Cause to me, that is the best part of the whole movie. Like, Mm -hmm. there's great stuff that happens but i've never seen anything like that before it was hilarious it's like uh i just wish they their their crime spree would have been longer Mm -hmm. because it was fucking amazing
1: yeah yeah a lot like i said when when it's fun it's a lot of fun like when he wakes up and he's going through like the living room and he's watching he-man and stuff like that imitating you know lifting up the sword that's cute and fun he's Um, like a
0: bad dad like ninja's a bad dad he catches him watching cartoons he's like you're not you're not watching cartoons in my house. He's like, you're going to earn money
1: because that's that's all he cares about. But then what's great is we'll go back to like the whole relationship stuff. When after Yolani has been shot and killed and they find out, you know, ninjas throwing away like her pictures and stuff like that. He finds a little doll that Chappy made and he's got a little USB that that says uh, mama's memory or something like that. So they're going to transfer her consciousness into a new robot. He looks at it and it's a really cool scene like when uh, Chappie's got the, the helmet on Yolandi and he's at the computer he says, think of something happy. And he says, are you thinking of daddy? And she's got this cute smirk on her face and she says, yeah. And you got this wonderful shot of Ninja in the background. I think he's just wearing a robe and drinking a cup of coffee and he's just looking at her. And then she turns and you don't know if she can see through the helmet, but she turns. She knows he's looking at her and she smiles. It's, it's a really sweet moment with these not so sweet characters you know going back to like yeah. the whole firefly family thing it's just it's really cool they do a really good job and, like you feel for ninja when yolandi's dead and he's gonna he's burning all of her stuff and then the movie ends where they transfer the consciousness into a robot doll robot doll, robot um copy i guess of her like with human face and that's where the second movie probably would have gone but um we don't get it um but yeah, it's 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 another sweet moment just between these two criminals, you know. And you're like, wow, that that was really nice that he put that in there. You know, you do see that as flawed and as bad as he is, he's he's a good person in some sense. He does care for her, and then he does grow to care for Chappie after he realizes he fucked up.
0: Well, considering the budget of this movie and mm-hmm. the the fact that the special effects, aside from, I'll just keep it one hundred. Uh-huh. I, I knew it was going to happen. The right from the beginning, I knew that the reason this robot looks so good is because it, it's not flashy. It's not too big. It's it's not. It's kind of generic uh-huh. in a quaint kind of way, and that really works. Because I halfway through, I was still like, "Man, is this real?" Is I mean, is part of this mm-hmm. real? But when they showed that fucking moose thing sitting there Mm -hmm. you know right in the beginning of the movie you know that's going to be the big bad at the end yeah when that thing takes off it does to me it doesn't look real like because um whoever animated the moose thing it's too big it's too silly looking or whatever that doesn't take me out of the movie uh but my point is it still looks good enough Mm -hmm. and this movie for the budget and stuff i it's just so unfortunate that a hit to the studios is like a Marvel size hit, like mm-hmm. half a billion dollars or something. How big does the fucking hit have to be? Um, because uh, am I wrong or was it really $50 million?
1: I honestly couldn't tell you off the top of my head.
0: I thought I was checking earlier. The budget was $50 million. You know, you're going to have triple it with advertising and stuff, but still uh-huh. like $50 million. This uh-huh. shit looks amazing
1: uh-huh.
0: for that. It's hard to believe. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. So, that's like uh, so. The biggest thing I got out of this movie is it makes me sad that you know we're not going to get some uh, sequels to breathe around in this.
1: And yeah, I, uh, I, I did watch the alternate ending. It's pretty much the same, other than after he transfers, because um, you didn't you didn't watch it, right?
0: No, I don't. I, I just have the movie.
1: Okay, the so, the alternate ending is um, Chappie transfers Dion's um, consciousness into the orange chappy, we'll just call it, you know, cause it, he was an orange one. And then he transfers his consciousness. Like in the original ending, he does, he does that. And then he transfers his consciousness to the next chappy robot, you know, and then they get together. Then movie ends, you know, with Breen back Yolanda and all this in the alternate one, he transfers uh Dion's consciousness into the orange one. And then he transfers his consciousness into all the down chappy robots. So now there's this huge army of Chappie robots saying I'm chappy, I'm Chappie, I'm Chappie. So every one of those downed uh, police Chappie robots or whatever are now together. Um, they have taken over the internet. They are producing more Chappie robots to put more consciousness in. The police force is back to becoming human. And then the rest of it is what you've seen is, you know, Ninja burning the stuff they bring back mommy but at at uh Yolandi's grave it's all the chappies looking down at her body yes. and then it ends with the chappy or the Yolandi chappy robot or whatever opening her eyes
0: yeah so, i think that makes sense that they cut that because visually i'm sure that looks cool and stuff but it kind of takes away the uniqueness of chappy if there's a mm-hmm. million of them yeah he needs to be like running around the end like no one you know it's so cool it's kind of like um uh I I hate to bring it up like a Christopher Nolan movie, but it reminded me of like the end of one of the Batman movies, uh I think it was Dark Knight. It was like that. Like uh-huh. there's the news report talking about if you've seen Chappie and he's yep. like on the run. It was kinda like uh-huh. uh, but it made sense. It wasn't stupid, like we right. need <laughs> you're the you're the bad guy that Gotham needs, whatever when when Batman's like in that movie, I still don't understand what's happening at the end. Uh-huh. He's like taking responsibility for killing Harvey Dent. To yeah. keep
1: hope alive, for whatever because reason, they, don't like Harvey, it. they don't want Harvey, they don't want Harvey Dent's uh, reputation tarnished or some stupid bullshit like that. I don't yeah, know. It's it's
0: bullshit. Uh, this <laughs> is that. This I like this way better.
1: But uh, uh oh, and I forgot to say, it, robot. you know, before we wrap this up, I love how he got the name Chappie. It's just something Yolandi said. You know, when he's born, she says, "Oh, she gives him something. He looks happy." happy. Oh, she called you're just a happy Chappie. And she says that'll yeah. be your name. Chappy, it's Something well,
0: they're, simple. Like that. They're, they're they're the South Africa is like a weird amalgamation of like, um, you know the a co- colony from like the British and all of these different countries. So they have they're just like New Zealand or Australia. These like mm-hmm. bastard um, people of the British colony. So they're they're so weird. They're
1: mm-hmm. they're
0: their lingo and especially when the fucking. The end credits come on, and it's Ninja rapping. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's legitimately rapping too, mm-hmm. too. Just everything. He's just dropping this weird.
1: And then that that high pitched voice you hear—that's Yolandi rapping.
0: Yeah. So. And
1: then and that, that basically the whole soundtrack is their band because the 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 montage when Chappie's learning how to throw the Ninja Stars—that's her that's her rapping while he's throwing the Ninja Stars and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's something I don't. <laughs> Who am I? I'm some fat guy in Mississippi. I would have have totally ditched the Hans Zimmer score. I thought that was pointless. Like, this whole movie should have had just their music. It It, didn't make any sense because you have these amazing um, uh, montages and sequences with this weird techno rap stuff. It matches the world, like Mad Max. And then something sad would happen, and the sad string Hollywood music would Mm -hmm. come in. I know they had to do that, but, but... I would have told Hans Zimmer to get fucked. We don't need you for this.
1: Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing I would have said, too. I'm not a fan of that that rap that, that's that fast. I don't know what the fuck they're saying. But like you just said, it fit perfectly. Yeah. For sure. that that's,
0: world. It's like who they are. And just before... Uh, you You brought up something else, too, that I just forgot. Because remember I was telling you all the cool ideas this movie has? Mm-hmm. Another one was when... Chappie realizes and there i don't know who's talking about it but he realizes what the internet is and how it can Mm -hmm. help him because Mm -hmm. it has all of um human knowledge ever Mm -hmm. basically and i never thought about that before but how that's kind of like uh for sci-fi stuff i've never seen uh this in another movie maybe it's in a story or something but how the internet the 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 human internet Mm -hmm. is like a huge weakness for our species like uh, Mm -hmm. to to aliens and things because they can just download all of our knowledge you see what i'm saying like a so uh, you know a higher being will obviously uh super intelligent or whatever they have advantages already but it's just so weird to me i've never thought about that before that like these you know aliens could just take the our whole like not just the knowledge but everyone's consciousness too like
1: well it's just it, you know you get rid of the consciousness part, but it's, it's like going back to short circuit. Look how much he learns just by reading the encyclopedias within thirty seconds.
0: Oh yeah, that's and you know, in, you know same cool. concept,
1: but you know he's using the internet instead of you know Johnny Five reading. You know what I sure. mean? Sure. Well,
0: it didn't exist. Well, it did exist for the military, but not like if they made short circuit now, they'd have to change a few things mm-hmm. uh, because it's just not as interesting. I don't want to see Johnny Five plug into a fucking computer. I want to see right. him go to the bookstore. We still have them. We still have bookstores. <laughs> and just fucking fuck the place up. But we got to say something about, I don't know. I, I, I The few people that I uh, know that have seen this movie are big fans. So mm-hmm. I always, you know, I, I was going to get around to it. But there has to be this culture of people that it just begs the comparison to Short Circuit and Robocop. Yeah, well, that's, and,
1: that's what I thought of, like, even when I said how, like, opening this episode up, you know, we wanted to escape the 80s and, you know, escape the schlock, and I don't know if this movie is not schlock at all, but it's, it's two 80s movies mixed into one. It's it's Short right. Circuit and RoboCop with, you know, you know, South African, you know, gangsters. Yeah,
0: Hold but um, not just the reference, I just want to make a point that to people, there might be, there has to be. One, someone's listening to this, or will eventually listen to this that has a problem because it's so similar to those, and mm-hmm. I just say, you know, let it go. This is a whole yeah. different beast. It's it's so different and so like uh, so kitsch and fun. Um, you you can't compare it to those other things. Oh, a couple things. It's it's not a big deal. I was gonna say, um, and th- you know, there are probably some people listening that aren't even fans of Short Circuit or mm-hmm. Paul Verhoeven, and you know, that's that's your problem. But mm-hmm. I do want to make a, um, a point that Robocop is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a perfect movie. So, again, just a final note here. If you're going to be an asshole and try to compare <laughs> Chappie to Robocop, it's like you can't do that. It's, mm-hmm. That's one of the rare perfect movies that Lightning in a Bottle got everything right. Um, you know, like you can't don't hold everything to perfect standards. This is a Chappie's a fun movie.
1: I'm even surprised that I liked it so much. Yeah, honestly, I've already said I loved it, and you said this was your first time watching. You really enjoyed it. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Because I think we probably passed our limit. No, I don't think I have anything else.
0: I mean, I I could talk about because it's 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 similar to short circuit, RoboCop stuff. We could talk about this forever. Yeah, I do think that. The fun, I think the fun, the funnest part of the movie for me with uh Chappie robbing the cars and stuff and mm-hmm. like just loosening up or whatever reminds me of Short Circuit 2 because you get a lot there. There's a good chunk in that movie. I love both of them. I, I'm I'm unabashed mm-hmm. fan. I don't care if people like usually have, they have a problem with sequels. I think Short Circuit 2 is just as much fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he joins that gang. Yeah. My Long story short, I want to go watch Short Circuit 2 now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, added bonus, this movie makes me want to go watch one of my other favorite movies.
1: So, uh, and see, you see, that's a that's a good thing when a movie reminds you of something else that makes you want to go watch it. I always think that's a good thing too. Well, with that, I will say thanks everybody for watching, listening, however you're getting a hold of us. Um, I haven't said it in a while. If there is a way to rate us, go ahead and do it because that'll get our our names out there. For if you like this, maybe someone else will like this as well. But that's all I'm gonna do for that spiel. Um, you can find me, hey internet Eric here. Um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter under that name. Twitter is also at movies underscore beer three six five. Uh, TwoBeardedLosers.com is the best way to find uh, the social media links for, for us. You know, as a as a as a show, takes you to the the backup channel YouTube channel for. The video-wise here, and it's got all the links in the about section for where you can listen to us, where you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But I will restate Twitter at the number two underscore beard underscore losers. You guys have until Monday, which if Frenzy puts this up on Saturday, you still got two whole days. It'll probably be Monday before 11 p.m. Central Time, I think, is when I made the poll. But you have you guys get to choose our next episode, so it'll either be Exorcist, The Monster Squad, Streets of Fire, or Society. So far, The Exorcist is in the lead with forty-six percent. Exorcist, probably. Um, Streets of Fire in second place, twenty-one percent. Monster Squad, eighteen percent. Society at fourteen percent. Twenty-eight votes. Get them in. Um, and Frenzy, when you're not living in the sewers, trying to uh get little kids to come visit you with promises of uh, popcorn and floating red balloons. Where can we find you?
0: You find me at my name at Alexander Frentz, uh all the social media stuff.
1: But um, with that, <laughs> I will once again say thanks for watching and listening. Go see Chappie. Um, I, if you got, if you people here like what we have been discussing, you'll like Chappie. I, I, i'm pretty damn sure you will but uh i've been rambling enough and with that i will say see you in the next episode Mm. fuck mother